In this week's episode, let's discuss the psychology of spirituality. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Season 5 of Communication Junkie. My name is Steve Fuller, and I'm your host. Last week, I introduced interpersonal persuasion to the podcast, and I want to continue that discussion this week. In the previous episode, I explained two weapons of influence from Joseph Cialdini's book, Influence the Psychology of Persuasion. There's another persuasive strategy that you probably heard about back in Sunday school, only your teacher used different terminology then. Regardless of your religious background, almost every worldview includes a version of the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You reap what you sow. Love your neighbor as yourself. Treat people how you want to be treated. What goes around comes around. There are more artistic versions of the golden rule, including one of my favorites from Chief Seattle, a Native American tribe leader who lived in the 1800s, and they eventually named Portland after him. Kidding, obviously, they named Seattle after him. He said, man did not weave the web of life. He is merely a strand in it. Whatever he does to the web, he does to himself. And because the golden rule is rooted in religion, we often assign it mystical properties. Karma is a great example of this, which shows up in Buddhism and Hinduism, among other religions. If I live a good life and do good things, the God, universe, and or fate will reward me in this life or the next. And if I live a bad life and do bad things, I'll be punished. And I would argue the reason why this particular belief system in whatever form you prefer is so popular is because we have all experienced it. When I'm kind to another person, that person is usually kind to me. If I treat someone like crap, they probably treat me like crap. More often than not, the golden rule works. But there's nothing mystical about it. Karma is real, but karma can be explained by the psychology of reciprocity. Robert Cialdini found that successful persuasion often involves reciprocity. Ever wonder why restaurants and grocery stores give out free samples? Sure, it's partly about getting you to try a food you might like and then you want to buy. But more importantly, when someone gives you something for free, you feel obligated to repay the favor, which makes you more likely to buy their product. How about free car washes? Well, they're not really free because you tip the workers, even if it's unsolicited. Cialdini found that free car washes earned more money than car washes that charge customers because people tipped more than the standard asking price. They overpaid in order to create balance. Imagine your friend helping you move, and then a month later when that same friend asks you to help him move, you say no thanks. It would never happen. The relationship is out of balance because he helped you move, so you have to reestablish balance by helping him move. If someone loans you money, you'll feel indebted until the loan is repaid. If someone gives you a compliment, you almost immediately compliment them back. If someone buys the first round of drinks, you insist on buying the second round. Ever receive a Christmas gift from someone, but you didn't get anything for them? That's such an uncomfortable feeling. Oh, I guess the uh, delivery must be delayed. Hopefully your gift will get here in the next couple days or so. (laughs) Owing someone a favor can feel like a huge burden. So we almost always find the fastest possible way to repay our debts and reestablish balance in the relationship. This also explains why people say no to freebies, gifts, and generosity. I used to be part of a church that gave away free water and donuts to strangers and refused to accept anything in return. The pastors wanted to perform random acts of kindness with no catch. 
Most people who accepted the freebies fell all over themselves trying to repay the favor, which would get kind of awkward. And some refused the gifts because they didn't want to be responsible for the implied debt. An old colleague of mine said he always declined when people offered to buy his lunch or bring him a coffee from Starbucks because he didn't want to be indebted to anyone, stuck spending time with people he didn't like just to repay favors. Remember the episode of Seinfeld when Kenny Banya offers Jerry a free Armani suit with no strings attached? After Jerry reluctantly accepts, Kenny slyly adds that Jerry can make it up to him by taking him to dinner sometime. Jerry freaks out because he doesn't want to have dinner with Kenny, but now he's obligated. And then Kenny gets to dinner, and this happens. Have you decided? Oh, get the swordfish. Best swordfish in the city. The best, Jerry. I'll have the salmon. <laughs> and you? Uh, you know what I think? I'm just going to have soup. Yeah, I'll save the meal for another time. <laughs> What other time? I had a hot dog earlier. I'm not that hungry. No, no, Ben, you know. This is the dinner. The soup counts. <laughs> Soup's not a meal. You were supposed to buy me a meal. I'm not stopping you from eating. Go ahead and eat. Get anything you want. But I don't want anything but soup. Then that's the meal. <laughs> but I had the hot dog. I didn't tell you to have a hot dog. Who told you to have a hot dog? Hey, I give you a brand new Armani suit and you won't even buy me a meal. All right, fine. Get the soap. Reciprocity is a powerful persuasive technique because most people desperately want balance in their relationships. Now, some freeloaders obviously don't care and will accept all the complimentary drinks and meals you're willing to give without ever offering anything in return, but most of us don't want interpersonal debts, which explains why the golden rule is so powerful. The universe isn't keeping track of our good and bad behaviors and then repaying us. It's human nature. If I spend my life being kind to others, helping people in need, and living generously, people will repay my kindness with kindness. They'll help me when I'm in trouble, and they'll mirror my generosity back to me. They have to in order to maintain balance in our relationship. And if I'm an asshole to everyone, if I'm too busy hoarding my money and possessions to worry about anyone else, why would anyone help me? I was reminded of reciprocity this past fall after launching our Kickstarter for Good vs. Gooder. How many people ignored us because we hadn't supported them in the past? I felt convicted when an author I know bought a game, but I hadn't bought his latest book. I got offended when some people I've supported over the years didn't support me. And I laughed at how many Girl Scout cookies we bought this year because so many of our friends who purchased the game have kids peddling do -si dos Maybe I'm oversimplifying things because I know life is unpredictable. Bad things happen to good people and good things happen to bad people. But if I were a gambling man, I would be willing to bet more often than not that when you spread goodness and kindness, goodness and kindness will eventually make their way back to you. And when you spread selfishness, hate, fear, and anger, reciprocity is coming for you. And just like karma, it's a bitch. Okay, that's all for this week. Special thanks to the band Randy for our theme song. Subscribe to Communication Junkie anywhere podcasts are found. Please rate the show while you're there. Positive ratings do help. Follow me on Twitter at FullSteve and at ComJunk. Please share this episode with friends and family if you found it meaningful. As always, thanks so much for listening. Until next week, be good.